Hello, welcome to the 16th episode of Born to Thrive with Jamie Lee. I can't believe I've been doing this for a whole month and I have 16 episodes. Wow, it's amazing. I love that. My name is Jamie and I work as a leadership and negotiation coach for Women on the Rise. I believe that negotiation skills are leadership skills and that we are all born to thrive. And you can learn more about me on jamieleecoach.com, jamieleecoach.com. I talk about the five key practices for negotiation success. Really quickly, the first key practice is articulating your value. And we've had several episodes on that topic already. The second key practice is building an alliance of influencers, mentors, uh, decision makers, allies who can go to bat for you, who can share really critical information that can help you negotiate with success. And I thought, what better way to demonstrate this second key practice of building an alliance than to actually interview women who are in my alliance. So the first interview uh, was last week when I interviewed Minda Hartz, social impact entrepreneur, women of color advocate, badass writer. Uh, I mean, she's amazing. She, just, I, she really inspires me. And you can check that episode. Uh, it was number 13, just published last week. And today I am going to publish, I'm going to interview somebody who is doing very similar work as I am. Yeah, Kathleen Hart. Kathleen Hart is the creator of Be Brave, Get Paid a salary negotiation bootcamp for women. In addition, she hosts the Big Leap Show podcast, where she interviews badass women about the journey from dreaming to doing. And you know, Kathleen is really amazing. She's she's talented, her website is beautiful, uh, she is brave, she's courageous. And um, I love what she's, do- what she's doing. She created an online bootcamp for women to uh, help them negotiate their salary. Um, and you know, I'm really curious to know because uh, I want to learn from the women who are doing amazing and brave things. And I think we can all benefit the listeners of this podcast who want to be brave and get paid. And for me, who's doing something similar, but slightly different. So uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this podcast and that this helps you get brave and paid. Hi, Kathleen. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? It's going great. So thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to talk with you again. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. We should let everyone know you interviewed me. For yeah. your podcast, I think it was a year and a half ago. About a year and a half ago, yeah. yeah. You came on my um, the my podcast, The Big Leap Show, and you were just sharing all the knowledge about you know your own journey, of course, and then um, and salary negotiation tips. And I've had a lot of people uh, email me to say like, I love that interview so much. It actually helped me to gain the courage to start looking into how I can negotiate for myself and and taking those steps. So yeah, super powerful episode. I'm I'm so excited to. Uh, flip the tables and and be on the other end now and have you yeah. and, and 
reciprocity. Here it is. <laughs> totally. Totally. Women working together. It's such a, such a crazy concept. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, when I started six years ago, uh-huh. everyone I asked said that there are no women negotiation coaches. Well, look at you now and look at me now. That's right. Look at us now. <laughs> so, and all the amazing people. Yeah. What's up? So I, I love to just kick this off with, with your baller lady brag this is something that i learned from the bullish society they have this Mm. culture of baller lady brags i love it yeah i'd love to hear about a negotiation that you are most proud of a negotiation that i'm most proud of can i flip it because i think that what i'm most proud of is the aftermath of a terrible negotiation oh yes absolutely okay (laughs) i absolutely love that yeah, because like I think I could come here and brag, and um, and I'm, I'm there's many negotiations I'm super proud of, and people I've been able to help to earn more money, but sometimes I love to just connect with like how much things suck sometimes and what how we grow out of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for my podcast, it's all about like what is what are, like tell us the deep dark secrets, like what really happened. Um, yes, so, so yeah, tell us yeah. the deep dark secrets. <laughs> so my my negotiation that was the most terrible happened when I was working, and this was after and I started a business. So when you start a business of your own, you come across with negotiation a lot more frequently. And for me, I was doing this rate where I had about a $150 rate per hour. For me, that was astronomical. That was like, wow, who would ever pay me $150 per hour? So already I felt at the edge of what it was possible for me to make. I was working with my partner and he was like, I think we need to negotiate an increase. I said, you're crazy. We're $150 an hour. That's amazing. He's like, no, I think we should do it. So I was like, well, I think you're crazy. I don't want to offend them. I don't want us to ruin relationships with people. Um, I, I don't I don't feel comfortable with this. So I was sitting there with him and I let him do most of the talking. And he kept going back and forth and adamantly saying, like, you know, the value that we bring, why we believe we're worth this much, how much we'll be able to contribute if we are able to do it at a higher rate. And the people that we were negotiating with initially had a lot of pushback. Every time we hopped off the phone, I was like, see, you know, this is bad. We shouldn't be doing this. We don't deserve this much. Like 150 is totally fine. And he was like, no, I I think it's going to be fine. It's going to be totally fine. And we continued to do that process. It took about three meetings on average um, to the people we were negotiating with. But by the end of it, we had doubled our rate and we had gone from 150 to 300 per hour. And that was my first time really saying, wow, I see how my mental beliefs about my money and my worth are holding me back. And that negotiation really just is a matter of communicating your worth, working to um, to help them bring uh, to like meet you halfway, um, and then at the end of the day, it just being a conversation that has to be had, um, and that you can be successful. So that was that was my big aha moment um, of when I started to get a little bit more interested in this idea of like why do we hold ourselves back? Because um, at the time I wasn't teaching negotiation. So I began That's thinking so like, why, yeah, why do we hold ourselves back? You know, yeah. why did I not believe I was worth more money? Um, why did I think it was stupid and that it would offend people? Uh, and that was really, I think, the, an important negotiation for me is because that's one of the things that inspired me to begin to teach other women as well. And you had this great mentor. Yeah, right? you, absolutely. Your partner. Yeah. He taught you that it's totally possible he showed you by demonstrating for you. You're not gonna. You're not gonna offend anyone. Yeah. You know, they people can say we can't do it, and it's just a matter of continuing the conversation. And then you also saying, well, will we continue to do it at a lower rate, or is this, a, you know, a relationship that at this point in time needs to end? 
and, and, and that's kind of it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, it, it is just a conversation that needs to be had. Um, and if you approach it in that way, you know, amazing things can happen. Beautiful. Well, thanks mm. so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, that reminds me of you know, my failed negotiation was also my biggest lesson. Yeah. When I found out that I was making 50% of the going market rate, I'm like, okay, <laughs> something's got to get. This like, how did right. this happen? Yeah. yeah, totally. And why isn't anyone letting me know that I'm severely underpaid? Right. Um, who has my back right now? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, one of the things that I believe um, is that negotiation skills are leadership skills. It's not mm -hmm. just about money. Mm -hmm. It's beyond money. And I wonder, do you see a connection between negotiating and leading? And if so, how? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I kind of take the stance that, um, you know, and I, and I was listening to some of your previous podcasts, you know, about how, you know, we, the women, um, you had the one where you spoke at the auto uh, conference, right? And That's they right. asked the group of women, you know, who likes negotiating? Half of them raise their hands. And we have all these ideas around us. So articles are saying, you know, women don't like to negotiate. We're not good at speaking up. I think it's all just about reframing it. You know, mm -hmm. what is negotiation really? You know, at the end of the day, it's just a conversation where you have two people, you know, with different agendas coming together and trying to find a way to make it work. That's um, right. And so I, we women, I mean, the studies show women are amazing negotiators when, you know, it's on behalf of somebody else. And I think that's pretty commonplace where we if we could put it into that context of, you know, what is negotiation in your day to day life? Um, you know, it's you know, where do you want to go eat? Well, I want to go eat here. Oh, I don't really know. I don't feel like that. You're negotiating in that sense. So. What I believe negotiation is to the core is understanding what you want and being able to have a conversation with somebody else to figure out what they want. And in that way, it plays definitely into leading because you, it involves speaking up. It involves communicating. It involves compromise. Um, and if you don't learn those tactics, you're, you can never be a good leader. And I think every great leader within every person is the potential for a great leader. Um, it's just becoming more com comfortable with some of those concepts, being more comfortable speaking up, knowing what you want, and finding a way to compromise and work with somebody else to make it happen. Yeah. Collaboration. Yeah. And I think yeah, and I think those are the best leaders. I mean, all of us have probably experienced a terrible leader who doesn't listen to the other side, who is just, you know, very top down, makes you feel very small. Like, I don't think that that's good negotiation. And I don't think that that's good leadership. I don't think any of us are striving towards that. So I think by just becoming a good human being, most of the time we're, we can become better negotiators along the way if we can reframe it in that way. Yeah. Spoken like a true negotiation coach. <laughs> So, I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it shows. So as a negotiation coach, yeah. I'm curious to know what specific negotiation advice you have for women mm. who want to close their wage gaps. We, we just had equal payday, mm -hmm. uh, which really is um, equal payday for white women, uh, for women of yeah. color. It's actually much later. Uh, women of color actually have to work a lot longer yeah beyond. wait like nine months for some yeah it's crazy yeah but in any case um in general what specific advice maybe you can share a handful of tips with us. yeah absolutely well um there's two things i i would really want to hit the first one is about your money beliefs and I, you know, going back to my story, it was really, what are my, my beliefs about money? Yeah. Um, one of the things that held me back is 150 is plenty. That's, that's totally enough money for me to get by. Why should I want more? So digging into what are your thoughts around money? What is your desire for wanting more? And how does that affect your ability to negotiate for yourself? 
You know, when you look at, um, I think about celebrities who, you know, you get paid, one person gets paid a million and the other person gets ten, paid 10 million, you know, and for the person that's getting 1 million, I know if I was getting paid 1 million, I'd probably be like, well, that's plenty. That's, that's more than enough. Mm. But when you think about it in contrast for somebody else that maybe did 10 times that amount, you think, well, why didn't I advocate for more? Why did I believe that I shouldn't get that much? And so I think that that's a huge part, untangling your beliefs about money and how it's holding you back. One of the main ways that I identified for myself is that, you know, I thought, like I said, that money, um, you know, I have enough and money won't make me happy. So I had that thought for a very long time. Money won't make me happy. Money won't make me happy. So why should I learn to negotiate for myself? Hmm. When I started to detangle that and realize, oh, actually, okay, money itself as an object might not make me happy. However, when I am lacking money, I have a lot more times where I encounter stress, anxiety, fear, anger, etc. And when I have an abundance of money, I have more opportunities where I experience freedom, happiness, growth, contribution. Mm-hmm. So that's another reframing uh, concept, but essentially what, when you can untangle and look at how you're previously associating and how you would like to associate money, you can begin to desire more. And I think that that desire to want to earn more is one of the key things that we often overlook when it comes to our negotiation. Um, because oh, if you don't have the desire, that's... you're never going to actually step up to the plate and, and voice your opinion. Right. I love it. I love, I love that you use those words, desire more. Mm-hmm. Like there's something really delicious about being open to desire and, yeah. and opening yourself up to more of joy. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and contribution. And contribution. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, when you untangle it, you know, I said, oh, I want to work for nonprofit or um, I only want to do good. Well, nonprofits are funded by either the government, by grants, by individuals, so, wow, if I have more money, I can actually do more good. I can give to the nonprofits I'm, uh, I believe in. Um, but right. yeah, but what you said about desire is really interesting is actually it took me well over a year to unpack for me, what do I desire? I had somebody ask that to me a few years ago, like, what do you really desire in life? And what I had, you really desire I had no answer. I was like, I don't, I don't desire anything. I'm totally fine. Hmm. And they were like, well, you don't have any desires. And I was like, no, I thought it was kind of bad to want to desire more. I was like, why shouldn't I just be grateful for what I have? And that's the funny um, contrast of, well, you can be totally grateful for what you have, you know, feel like you are abundant enough. However, you can still desire more and there's nothing wrong with that. And that was uh, something Mm -hmm. that I had to do a lot of work with because I thought it was kind of like gross and nasty and bad to desire more. Um, And now I embrace it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And And now I desire it. Sorry to interrupt, but oh, yeah. somehow it's not um, unnatural for men to desire more because it's ambitious mm. and being ambitious is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, I mean, not a lot of women in my network, my circle say this, but I know for some women, the word ambition is sort of like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Ambition is totally dirty. It, for a lot of people, it's like the most dirty word. It's like, why, like, oh, why are you striving so much? Why are you doing too much? Like, you, like, what, are you trying to show off? Or where does this come from? Like, can't you just be happy? Like, you know, relax, all that stuff. And, yeah. and I think that's a super interesting thing for all of us to think about, you know, our relationships with our friends and how do we encourage them or discourage them? And also just being aware of, you know, like the environment that you grew up in. 
if you know you grew up in a, either a culture and a family etc who where the ambition for the woman was to get married and have kids i mean those are things that you're going to have to detangle for yourself of is this my ambition or is it my family's ambition yeah. um and that's important and and i think along with that though there's no shaming in either of them and that your ambitions can change different seasons of your life your ambition may be crazy it may be more relaxed um, and maybe, you know, later in life you come back and you have a driving ambition that you never experienced. Um, I think all of those are totally okay, but you have to identify for yourself what is your ambition, what is your desire in this moment, and not be afraid to act on it. So I, I hope you don't mind me putting you on the spot because I am going to. Yeah, okay. And Let's I want to hear what more do you desire? Yeah. Okay. So I need, I, I like, I actually, I did a uh, workshop. I was part of a workshop yesterday where we talked about this and they had us write down our desires. And at this point, I'm just like spilling it out. I can write so much about my desires. Um, one of them is for longest time. I didn't, um, I was just like, well, I just want to have a house and, you know, have a family and have a good job and I'll be fine. Now I've embraced the fact that I've always loved architecture. Um, I actually, that was one of the reasons for one of my jobs changes is I wanted to learn about architecture and say, oh, is this something I want to go into? So I love architecture. I love interior design. I love remodeling. So I'm like, I want to, um, you know, be able to gain the skills so that I can remodel houses. I want to be able to flip houses. I want to be able to own multiple houses. And then you'll want... have to negotiate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I want all of my houses to be beautiful. You know, before I used to think like, oh, you know, just simple you know, furniture off of Craigslist. That's all I need. It's like, no, okay, well, I can do that. That's totally fine and I'll be completely happy. But what I truly desire is nice furniture, um, you know, nice candles, all those things. So I desire that. Um, I desire, you know, to be, before I used to shy away from my joy that comes from speaking in front of an audience. And now I desire, like, I would love to be a speaker. Um, I, I would love to, to be able to reach massive wait, wait, stop, amounts stop, of stop, women. Stop, stop. You are a speaker. Oh, I know. I know. I am a speaker. It took, you know, three years ago was the first time I was on stage and I proclaimed to an audience because it was part of a, you know, what do you really want in life? And I said, and I started crying. I was like, I want to be a speaker. And in that moment, somebody came up to me afterwards. They were like, you just spoke you are a speaker <laughs> um so that's the funny thing and i and that plays into too about you know if we're talking about salary negotiation you know oh i want to be the best marketing director it's like well technically you do all of these things like you are you already are you have the skills you do those things so it's again reframing um you know what it is that you want and who that you are and things all of that um thanks yeah. for calling me out on that yeah, so <laughs> I, I desire a lot of things um what else do i desire yeah, I want to be rich. And before I used to shy away from that, I used to think that's really gross. You know, rich people are evil. Rich people are stupid. I had all of these bad thoughts about rich people I had to untangle. And now I just say, oh, look at all the people that have a lot of money that are doing a lot of good, you know, have the freedom to, if I want to fly to New York and see you and speak an event and hang out and get a drink um, and do some work over there and maybe have a home in New York, like, why not? Why is that bad to want more? We always want a better body. We always want to be smarter. Why shouldn't we want to be more abundant? I, I love that. I love that you share your vision of abundance mm -hmm. with me because I could see myself uh, meeting you in New York City mm -hmm. and um, you probably flew first class. Oh, um, we're, we're just two very rich, successful <laughs> negotiation coaches for women who are just yeah. showing the world what's possible when you raise the status of other women. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of gives me chills thinking about it. 
Yeah. And I will say, like, as you said, I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm sure um, you're familiar with it. I'm not sure if your listeners are like the upper limit problems where we say like, okay, enough's enough, enough's enough. Like that's, that's Mm -hmm. fine. And we self-sabotage. When you said first class, I was like, well, Jamie, don't, don't get too crazy. Like I don't need first class, but it's really an upper limit problem where I need to be aware of like, well, why not? Because I have been in situations where I'm like, I'm going to take the cheapest flight. I'm going red eye. And then I go to a conference or I go somewhere and then I'm not functional because I wasn't able to sleep and I was in a crammed middle seat. It's like, why would I do that for myself? So, mm-hmm. you know, then I think, okay, well, it's practical to want first class if it's a necessity, but then it, would it be really practical to want it, you know, just every single time? So that's something that, you know, is still an upper limit problem for me. So I probably need to start journaling about my desire to fly first class. Um, so that it can become more comfortable because that's often the first step you have to like you know see what shocks you and then start to make it feel less uncomfortable I really appreciate you you're somebody who constantly works on herself oh yeah am I (laughs) (laughs) this is a never earning ending journey it really is isn't it so I do you have one more negotiation advice that you can share with women who want to close their wage gaps Yes. So the other thing I would want to say to anyone, and I mean, this also relates to my own experience and um, what I thought I was capable of and um, uh, the jobs that I looked for is that, you know, we, we often look at what we need to do in order to advocate for ourselves within, you know, a job offer, which I think is super important. You know, maybe they give you 60,000 and how can you advocate for getting 65,000 or 70,000? Cause that's within reason. That's totally what I teach about what's in my course. Um, and, and I truly believe in that, but I also think that an important step, cause I, you know, the money belief is an, un, an overlooked step An overlooked step also is just checking what your ambitions are, what your, um, desires are again Mm -hmm. those two words for the jobs that you want and the jobs that you believe that you're qualified for because often what the reason why so many women are underpaid is because they are not taking the higher paying job is because Mm -hmm. they are not feeling like they are qualified enough for this job you know and so what we do is we negotiate against ourselves right we we say oh i'm not qualified for this job so therefore i'm not even going to apply for it you've just negotiated yourself out of a potential say thirty thousand dollar raise and i think that that's super important to be aware of how we are self-sabotaging ourselves by not um, um, putting ourselves in the position where we are reaching for a higher paying position. And a yeah. lot of that is out of fear, right? You know, we want to do what we know we can do, a job that we know is comfortable. But when I'm working with women, I'm like, well, what's the harm in just putting out your resume? What's the harm in just reaching out to see if they will interview you? Mm-hmm. There's no harm. The only harm that will come is your ego, a bruised ego that says, they, I wasn't qualified enough. Um, they don't like me et cetera, et cetera. And if you untangle it, then you could just say, well, maybe it wasn't the right time or maybe I wasn't qualified enough. But now that I know that that's my ambition, what can I do to fill the gap? What are maybe a class that I need to take? Um, you know, who, what book do I need to read, et cetera. And so taking the emotion out of it and just saying, okay, well, you know, if that is something I want, then how can I work towards it? But the first thing is, you know, just checking what those um, uh, what your desires really are and saying, you know, am I stifling my desires um, and negotiating against myself before um, I've even gotten to the table? Yeah. Yeah. You're reminding me that success is an inside job. Yes. And today I read that, you know, 80% of success is psychology. Mm-hmm. 20% is tactics. Oh, totally. I mean, when you come into the door and you don't believe that you're worth anything that you're negotiating, why are they going to believe you? You know, if you're like, I don't, I don't know, like, uh, how about 5,000? 
they're going to be like, no, sorry, that's not in the budget. This is all that we can give you, et cetera. You know, if you say I've done my research, I know what I'm worth and you're not being pushy. This is just like, this is the point I would like to, to be at, Yeah. you know, where are you at and can we make this work? Then, the, then you're going to be a lot more successful in your negotiation. But it, yeah, I, I believe you. I'm all aboard with that, um, that success really is an internal job. And, and you have to believe that you will be successful in order to truly make it happen. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your course, Be Brave, Get Paid. I love it. I want to be brave. <laughs> I want to get paid. Who yeah. Yeah. How can our listeners expect to gain from mm. joining this course? Yeah. Well, thank you. I like, I had so much fun. I'm, I'm all about alliterations. Like even my Instagram, all those things is hustling heart, which is terrible to spell. Like whenever somebody's like, well, how, how can they find you? I'm like H U S, but I love alliteration. So for me, be brave, get paid kind of has a fun ring to it. Um, and yeah, the reason I, I came up with the course is that I've just encountered so many women that I've worked with in workshops, just friends, et cetera, who I'm just like, girl, you are so badass. Like you totally could be getting paid more, but they don't negotiate for themselves. They don't ever ask. So this course is really, you know, breaking down um, the basics, but in a very fun way um, where, you know, by the end of it, you're in a place where like, you know what you're worth. You feel confident in standing in that. You know how to navigate all the different difficult conversations that they come up with. And you're doing it in a fun group environment. So we have like live group calls where we have Q&As. In our last section, we did um, breakout sessions where we could practice with one another. So I'm definitely going to want, we're going to continue in those. Um, in this next session, which we just opened up yesterday, um, I'm doing them in small cohorts so that, you know, we can build community and you have a group of women that you can practice with. So in this next one, what I'm going to do also is be creating accountability groups. So based off of your location and where you are in your career, going to be pairing you up. And so you guys can get together, practice, um, kind of work together to work through any of the, the blocks that you're facing internally or externally. Um, and, and yeah, it's just a, you know, in total about a month long process that I'm working with you to get you to feel more confident. And the fun thing that I did, um, that I always forget to mention is that I've included a guarantee, which is essentially if you don't earn at least a thousand dollars more within the year of fully like completing this course and actually applying it, I will happily give you your, your money back because it's priced at 249. I know for a fact that if you apply all of the things that I'm teaching in this course, you will earn more. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just something that I've created over this past year because I'm passionate about, you know, taking this beyond just workshops. I want to help as many women as possible. And I believe a way to do that is just bringing it online so that people can do it in the comfort of their own home. Um, and, and also be able to do it at their own pace because everyone learns in, at different paces. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like a great guarantee. You're, you're basically guaranteeing a Forex return on money. Yes. I'm, I just want to help every single woman. Like if you, if you're going and you need to do crazy tactics, I know Jamie, you have amazing tactics where I'm like, go talk to Jamie because Jamie will help you get to the next, next, next level. Um, my course is really for those who I'm just like, I've never negotiated before. I have no freaking idea how to do it. I'm so scared. And I want to help you get from that scared place, that confused place, because that's exactly where I was when I first entered the job market and even into my twenties. Um, I want to get you from that place to fully accepting how badass you are and, and owning that so that you can come to the negotiation table and walk away. And I, like, you know, from your work too, it's like, you will get more money if you learn how to do these techniques. It's, yes. it's guaranteed you will. Um, and these are things that you can take with you, not just, you know, in the boardroom and in the, in the interview room, but into your life. 
Um, so right. I'm super stoked it's, about it. Yeah, it's a life skill. It's a leadership skill. And yeah. I serve you every day. Yeah, um, absolutely. So finally, uh, I'd love to know, what does the word thrive yeah. mean to you? Mm. What comes to mind when I hear thrive, um, and I want to hear your definition too, is um, I think about plants, right, that yeah. are just continuing to blossom and grow. And even as I'm picturing that, I'm thinking about a plant that I have um, upstairs is that, you know, parts of it are even dying and like falling <laughs> away. <laughs> so, so knowing that that is part of the process too, to thrive is to outgrow things, um, you know, for it to serve its purpose. And maybe that withers away. And actually, as I'm thinking about that as well, you know, the, the, the things that fall away often go back into the soil and to help um, provide nutrients, which then helps to further the growth. Um, forward. And a lot of that comes with, you know, making sure that being to be thriving, you're having those needs met, you know, you're getting your sunlight, um, you're getting your water. I'm like literally jamming, but I'm like, this is good. I'm go. this is like, this is a good analogy for me. Um, you know, you're, you're getting those basic needs met because I think that that's super important too, um, to be able to truly thrive, you know, internally, you need to be working on yourself, watering and getting that internal sunlight, you know, those positive energy, positive messages externally surrounding yourself by people who lift you up, who, uh, you know, further and support your ambition and your desire. Um, but also it is growing and, and not really staying stagnant because I do think that if you're constantly just stagnant and, and, and just being okay, um, that you're not really reaching your full potential. And for me, I do think, you know, some people are, you know, don't thrive and don't believe in thriving and ambition and growing. And that's totally fine. Um, I'm not of that camp. I'm really of the camp where, you know, to thrive is to be constantly growing and reaching to fuller heights. Um, and there's nothing wrong with seeing how big you can blossom and the fruits that you can bear in this, in this world. Yeah. Well yeah. said. I agree. I, I totally agree that to thrive means to grow. And mm -hmm. sometimes growing sucks. Yeah. You, be you gotta repot yourself. You gotta repot yourself. <laughs> sometimes you gotta trim yourself. You gotta move you to know. another place in the move to another place in the house because you sometimes can't you in that corner. Pot and that's uncomfortable. Totally. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's all part of thriving. It's, yeah. You know, you, you soak up the sun rays, you drink up the water, and you just let it do its magic and let yeah. it help you shoot up. <laughs> so, absolutely analogy. I love it. I would add to it, too, because as I'm thinking, you know, I've had and I think that um, this is something I've come to realize over the past few years is that there are seasons in your life where so there are seasons where I am thriving and I'm growing and I'm hustling and I'm working. And there are seasons where I'm feeling slightly more down or more introverted or more just like I need to analyze and kind of take a step back and understand what has just happened. So I think that when we think about thriving and growing, et cetera, we always focus on the growth and hustle blossoming portion but uh, an equal part to that I think is the season of rest of reflection of, of understanding where you're at and why you how you got there and also rethinking about where you want to grow so that you can thrive in the best way possible yeah well yeah. said thanks thank you Kathy. <laughs> so where can people find you yeah so um if you go to bebravegetpaid.com that's where I'm hanging out most that's where the course is at um I'm online at hustling heart which I told you is 
terrible to spell, so get your pens out. It's H-U-S-T-L-Y-N-H-A-R-T. My name is Kathleen Hart, so I just went with Hustlin' Hart because I'm one part hustle, one part emotional and emotional mess sometimes and emotional beauty (laughs) Um, and love and all of that jazz. So, yeah, Hustlin' Hart. um, If you want to find out about working one-on-one with me, you can go to KathleenHart.com. But Be Brave, Get Paid is where I'm hanging out, and um, the course is in full swing right now. We're opening it up for the next week. Um, and if you miss it, then we have a wait list and you can get in the, the know about the next time we open, uh, if that makes the most sense for you. All right. Well, Catherine, thanks so much. You're so welcome. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think Hustle and Heart really captures the essence of who you are. <laughs> I had some resistance for it for a long time because I was like, I'm not all about hustling, not about hustling. And everyone's like, you're always hustling. I'm like, oh, it's a good thing my other part of my name is Heart. Um, which yeah. is my name, but it is, it is about heart. And yeah, Jamie, thank you for having me on. It was so fun to be a part of your podcast. And, and I agree with what you had with your interview with Minda, where I just love that, you know, there's us coming together as women to be able to support each other because, you know, we're, there's so much work to do. And, and I'm just so grateful that we can be friends and allies to be able to help as many women, men, um, et cetera, you know, animals, if you want, um, to be able <laughs> Plant. to, uh, at plants, exactly, to be able to thrive and embrace that ambition and, and to be able to grow and, and reach that full potential. I'm so, I'm so grateful to know you. All right. Yeah. Well, have a wonderful day. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye, Jamie.